Have the wheels come off or is there a massive blue moon on the horizon that is distracting the players of their main objective? Two defeats on the points for the first time this campaign and conceding as many goals in those two games as we have done in the previous 13 League One fixtures suggests to me that there is an almighty distraction. The deadline of the 14th of February is now reached in the takeover documents as we mentioned last week. Interesting to note that in the Latix v Blackpool programme there were no notes from the chairman or CEO. Significant? Hmm, we shall see. The FA Cup is back at the DW on Monday night. Man City in town along with the BBC and undoubtedly the world media will be hoping that we can spring another shock against our super rich neighbours. I'm Barry Worthington and this is the Progress with Unity Latics Podcast. to uh, laugh a cry we've got a massive game coming up against City in the Cup <laughs> next week on Monday and uh, we've just had two back you know back to back defeats for the first time this season so it's uh, we didn't look convincing in either of them so we're not going to run through the stats tonight uh, from those games because I think there was more to, they were very similar performances and I think there's more to talk about in the performances statistically we were very poor as well yeah, I mean, will you set that aside? I mean, last night against Blackpool, or the other night against Blackpool, uh, with 16 attempts on goal, which, you know, is is probably average for us this season that that amount. But were any of them real attempts? Just like just like the team, I must have missed all of them because <laughs> I like that. I yes, yeah. I could. It didn't no, feel like they were ever threatening. There, there was a bit of momentum building in the second half, wasn't there? But I think we came out though, innit? Came out yeah. for the first. Two or three minutes. Oh, what was that about? Was on the front why, why did we have to stand around for half an hour before well, Blackpool came out? Yeah, for those who didn't go to the game, we we came out, didn't we? And uh, it was a good four minutes before. Were, were, were we out before early? I mean, I don't think so. They were out late. We were out past quarter to nine, yeah. so, which is when it should kick back up. It, right. it was a tactic that Martinez used to use a lot when he were here, that. And uh, it never worked for us, did it? It was a long gap, wasn't it? Yeah. So is, it, is that then? Being, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll not give you any editing. Being, being unpleasant. Yeah, but you can't blame them, can you? I mean, if they had to win last time, they'd have been one point off the off the drop yeah. zone, and they found themselves two goals up. Uh, so they, they managed the. I thought they managed the game quite well. Do, do you know what, Barry? I've seen. I think I've been to all the four games against Blackpool this this season. And actually, I have I have to say that um, apart from the second half at their place um, I think they've caused caused us lots of problems throughout the game and we haven't caused them that many problems I think the cup game that we won at home um, the two wide men for Blackpool that day was, was superb I don't know if it was the same guy who was, he was, he was playing last night on the left but caused us lots of problems and I know last week we were kind of saying they're a, they're a rubbish side but actually against us they, they, they've performed quite well they've been one of the best, better sides you know they, they defended well uh, they won everything in midfield Power and Morsi were, were uh, for the first time this season looked average uh, and they, they made Nathan Byrne look bad which I mean we've been singing his praises all season and and they made 
Dan Byrne and Dunkley look indecisive. So, you know what, for once I'll give the opposition some credit. I think Blackpool did a, did a good job last night against us, that's, that's my view. So it's no coincidence in the week before the FA Cup game, um, we're all looking forward to Manchester City, we put two of our worst performers, worst outcomes, no, stats. I, I, I agree with you, but to a, cer to a certain extent, but I don't think we can just put, put it down to that because we've had other big game, cup games as well. I know it's not as big as this, but we, you know, our form has been good around the other cup matches. Uh, and I think sometimes that you put that out there and it's, it's, we just end up with excuses culture. And then the game, if we then say, is it the game after City, if we put in a massive game against City, do we then say against Rochdale? I I'm sure Cook won't be saying anything about that. I just... I, I personally just think it was one of those days that, like you have during the course of a 46 game season, I mean... It's two of them though, isn't it? It's two of those it's days. Two of, yeah, it's and two. the defending of the last two games have been absolutely dreadful. I mean, Dan Byrne was at fault for every single goal on Saturday, which is weird to say, but in my opinion he was, and it was just... They switched off. He got an offside opportunity, didn't he? He couldn't tackle him because... It was awful. Yeah. From what I could see, it was... Yeah. I can see, there's obviously, you're always going to link it, aren't you, as you say, Gareth, you're absolutely right, the big game's coming up, the two games before it we lose, but you could also put it down to, during a 46 game season, you will have little patches, I remember City went two games without a win, I think, um, they had two games where they, they scraped over the line in the last minute, you know, so this is possibly the best team in English club football history, it could be. So can we not maybe just bad days? Bad yeah. days at the office. Do you think there, there could be a bit of fatigue in there as well because they played a lot of games this season and, and Kuke likes to keep a second team, doesn't he? He doesn't yeah. like to to well, ring the changes. Good, it's not. Yeah, you can make the argument of don't change a winning team, but I feel like you you, you do change winning teams because the people players just get tired. We've got a really good squad. Like we have the best bench every week in the league. We should be utilising our team. You don't change it from a losing team. I understand that. But you can change winning teams and it can still be a success. That bench is the best bench. <coughs> the bestest bench. Well, Colwell did it, didn't he, in our, in our title winning season? You know, there was a tinker, wasn't there? Just here and there, bringing in players at the right times. And oh, he, well, he's left Ma Massey out and he, he, he rotates James and Elder, doesn't he? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. and that's <coughs> dead. Lee Evans has gone and Powell stepped in. I, I definitely think there was, for the, the number of players that were off last night, you look at the defence not being switched on, you look at Max Power playing balls out, um, Powell playing balls, Morsey, just giving the ball away. Just there, there was a level of focus last night that was missing. And do you know, I even wondered if somebody somewhere within the club has had some like real bad family news. That, that isn't out there because it's got nothing to do with us, but you know something that's just affected everybody that we know nothing about because there was there was just a level of distraction. I'm about to take over. Well, Do you know what Adam said though about changing a team, a team that's winning. Going back to what we did against Bournemouth, we all went, we all sat there and talked about it. The Bournemouth game, there was a few changes that uh, mm. and they were terrific. Perkins the changes in, played well as yeah. well. The mm. lads who were getting mm. the first stir for a while. They played really well, and it was a good, buoyant feeling yeah. for us all. But last night, 
We have a squad and we need to utilise it, in my opinion. What's the point? Well, so with Ivan Cole. I mean, uh, he said there's no injury problem, so he must be fit. He's not not been on the bench, has he? He he, he said a lot after he signed, oh, he's not going to get into the team, don't expect to see him in the team. Are we doing a sort of a a smaller version of like what teams like Chelsea and City do? They'll sign players just in case we get an injury. Because we haven't got a lot of we have. We've got Greg Vaughan and then... Striker-wise, that's it. So imagine those two go down in February, March. He then comes in, but you know he's he's there just in that. I'm sure his wages have gone up, and I'm sure he must have been advised that you're going to have to work hard to get in the team. And if you get in, I'm sure Cook, if he played well, he'd, he'd, he'd give him a chance. But I can't see how he gets he gets in that team. And where whose space does he take on the bench at the moment? I don't know where, where you. As it currently stands, he can't play in the cup, can he? Because he's cup tied, so he he can't take Vaughan's position there. And you well, know Vaughan's cup tied as well. Yeah, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. That yeah. one might have been his chance to get in the team. So it's hard for him to get in, isn't it? Really, mm-hmm. find, finding a space for him is probably going to have to wait for um, an injury you know, to get in there. Or suspension talking of which, of course, Sammy Morsi picked up a. It looked like. Against Southend and, and uh, again against Blackpool, he, he, he was trying to make an attacking kit. He got boots. He, yeah. he wasn't his Pointless. usual aggressive self. And then he, he plays the old game, and then Will Grigg commits a foul, and he's over in the toss with the referee and gets himself booted for dissent over it. No, mostly was mostly was in a tackle just before that I saw. I, I, I saw what I, it, it didn't look a booking, but. I think it was maybe because he'd had another incident mm. maybe ten minutes earlier, you know, on the east hand side. I think he'd got he'd been in an altercation there, and I just wonder, wonder whether the ref were shoving each other, weren't they? Wonder whether yeah. the ref said any more, and, and you're in the book. It's a shocking referee, that Jeremy Simpson. Oh. Thought he was a a newsreader. Oh, oh, it looked like he was out the bloody Simpsons with oh. his performance. It was I a mean, that first half, stopping time at the end of the first half was scandalous. I'd love to have a Gareth stat about how often that ball was actually in play last night. Because do you not think it just seemed to be eternally stopping? And with the goalkeeper, the amount of time he was taking over his, uh, his goal kicks. He did book him though. But it was the 84th minute. That's, I mean, what's the point of that? It's a 90 point. minute game. Ten of those minutes were stood watching that bloody keeper. Funny around. Yeah, well, I think it was 50 minutes last night at the ball. Only, yeah, and there was only four minutes played at the end of the full time as well. So that game last night had five minutes stoppage time added on. Scandalous. Yeah. So do we think it's just a blip and we're going to recover? We've got Rochdale next up in the league. Do you think we'll be, we'll be, uh, we'll fly against them? Or, uh, we need to be because the other teams aren't. You know, yeah. they're what what they're what we team. think, to be honest, is is no real burring. I mean, you think Kashiman back a week to when we were sat here, we're all thinking Adam was slightly negative. I thought it was because his dad were here, but he said he had a bad <laughs> feeling. But the rest of us were predicting yeah. six points, pretty much, weren't we? Uh, yeah, I think I six. Yeah, it was hoping, and um, yeah, we didn't definitely. get any. No, not because I didn't think that. Uh, and if if that is a reason that you're saying, I'm not completely disgusting to that it's the city game, but. I just would not thought would have thought that Paul Cook would not allow that to happen because the pressure's on the pressure's on him to get us promoted. Um, he's done as he said he would do in the cup. He's been he's been true to his word that he would take it seriously. But the league is he's got to get he's got to get promoted. 
if he doesn't get promoted for him, that I would he'd probably see that as a, a big failure, wouldn't he? I think it would be, yeah. So yeah, I can't see how he's going to allow his team to pussyfoot around. If that was what they were doing, would he not? Do you not think his mentality would be let's whip three of these off or two of these off at half time and, and, and put two two others out there? I, I can't see that he sensed it. So I just think he he seemed to just say that it was one of those nights on his interview, wasn't it? it was, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, the second goal in particular, um, the first one was just like stunned everybody, but they were. They were they were just there was a lack of sharpness in the defence. You know, they, they, I, I, I couldn't see who it was, but there was an opportunity there for one of the Latic players to have cleared that before it got like bundled back in. And just first, first goal was like was just bob, bob, bobble, bobble, yeah. bounce. Yeah. Everybody's just watching it. Yeah. You know, nobody being proactive and taking it on. They just. Like, there was a massive distraction of something last night. Bradford was similar though, wasn't it? I seem to remember that game, there was a lot of bobbling balls in the box and, you know, I know they, only, they scored two and there was that Jamie Jones at the end, wasn't there? But Bradford were a, a little bit better. They were, game. but do you not think as well it's one of those games where we were a bit indecisive in our box? Yeah, and it sort of stirs. Yeah. Maybe once you, once you concede one, that confidence might go a little bit. It shouldn't do. There was a ball out to Nathan Byrne on the on the wing, and he, he bounced off his shin, um, and he picked it up pretty quick. But I said to me brother, I said, fortnight ago he'd have trapped that absolutely stone dead, and then tonight it's just not going, not going right. It's not. Anyway, let's move on. Let's forget all that now. Let's <laughs> let's get a, get out of our system. Simon, have you got any league one update? I do. Yeah, but the news not too much um, due to a lot of games taking place um, over the last few days. So, <clears throat> well, there's four four bits I've got here. Uh, Portsmouth centre back Matt Clark has signed a new contract with the League One club until 2020. So, committed his future there for a good while. Uh, Derek Ad- Adams has, joy- has joked he will be a Champions League manager if Plymouth make the playoffs. Okay. So going into December, Plymouth Argyle, um, we're at bottom of League One, three points from safety after just four wins from the opening 17 games. Fast forward a little over two months and the Pilgrims have now collected 30 points from their past 13 matches to move within three points of a playoff spot. Excellent form, so. excellent. Uh, Bradford City have appointed Neil Warnock look-alike Simon Grayson as the new manager after Stuart McCall was sacked and then quite a hot topic because it affects us oh it has affected us twice this season already um, Rochdale's have had their pitch relayed as paid for by the FA um, and Keith Hill has said the pitch will be as perfect as it possibly can be for Tottenham's FA Cup fifth round visit on Sunday. It's absolutely scandalous, that. Why is the Pochett- paid for it? Pochettino's been spouting off, hasn't he, about his players yeah. playing on it. It's dangerous. What about the other professional footballers who play on it week in, week out? Is it not dangerous for them as well? Who, who are on a, a, yeah. a smidgen of what, of what the Premier League players get? Yeah, maybe, maybe if all the money wasn't hogged up at the top, there might yeah. be a bit more. It's, uh, it's, more it's, usual, it's, a t- it's a TV game, isn't it? It's so disgraceful, that. So they basically said... This game has got to be played. It's a TV game, and interestingly as well, why why also did they manage to get the Millwall game on, which would have impacted on this TV game? Because if they hadn't played that game, then there wouldn't have been a fixture for them to play. Why did they suddenly get that game on, where I think they've got they've got all this sand in? Haven't yeah, they've got 
Johnny come uh, Johnny again. Public too. Yeah, and but not not league matches. So they're basically saying that FA and BBC or whatever BT matches take priority over. Well, it's Premier league. league clubs, though. That's what it is. It's the Premier League. It's it. purely Premier. I don't necessarily blame the. Pre- it's 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 basically everything around it, isn't it? The, the commercial side of. The well, I don't know. I mean, some pressure from Spurs. They're they're in the Champions League. The, yeah. the, the, the pushing for Champions League spot in the, in the Premier League and they're still in the FA Cup but they don't want a fixture back lot. they've already they got a, a draw didn't they against well, Newport which is the pressure yeah. well, in the FA doesn't it it's, yeah. either, it's either in my view the game is either on that it's fit to play and safe or it's off well, that's, fi- that should be so if Tottenham think it's unsafe then the referee is the person or the whatever who, who's appointed for the arbiter the Says basically, this this game is playable. This game is not. It should be suddenly an external body basically putting money into the club. Rochdale haven't played at home since the game against Millwall, and the pitch was playable for Millwall. So why can't it? And they haven't played before then for uh, a month. (coughs) So it's just ridiculous. Rochdale aren't as played at home every week though. That yeah. must have something to it's do with it. It's always safe for them. Yeah. Must have longer stuff. Bullheads. That's what it is. Anyway, right, okay. Talking of FA Cup. Wow, what a game coming up. What an absolutely you know, massive game for Manchester City to have the privilege of coming to Wigan Athletic. Um, so, Monday night, Monday night football, turn of the DW Stadium, Man City are in town. The referee, Anthony Taylor, from Manchester. How does that work? Oh, yeah. No yeah. idea. Uh, he's done 25 games this season, 94 yellows, 2 reds. He last refed us when we was in the Premier League in April 2013. Who did we play that night? Swansea. No, we didn't. We played Manchester City at the Etihad and we lost 1-0. And it's from Manchester. A late Tevez goal. Played very well. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Anyway. If he's from Stratford, we'll be alright, won't we? Yeah, well. I think he's from Withenshaw. Mm, that's small blue, isn't it? Mm. Exactly. Say no more. We've got our excuses coming out. We've previously played City 28 times, we've won 8 games, we've drawn 5, and we've lost 15. Four of those games have come in the FA Cup, and they've all been settled by the odd goal. Uh, back in 71, 1-0, Colin Bell scored, and in uh, 2006, we lost 1-0 to an Andy Cole. Both of those were away. Uh, when we've not played, uh, um, we've never played them at, sorry, start again, we've never played them in Wigan, which is a bit of a surprise in the FA Cup, uh, but the last two times we have played them, we've beat them. So we've got Nigel Rothband from the Manchester, Manchester City Show podcast joining us on uh, on on the phone <coughs> in a moment. Uh, if you want to catch the podcast, it's at City Podcast. So anyway, before we join Nigel, let's just have a little listen to this. Maloney takes. just cannot write strips like this. Alright Nigel, how are you doing? Yeah, delighted to hear that once again, I have to say. <laughs> miserable, miserable day back in 2013. I was, I, was, I was actually sat right behind that corner and I saw it going, I thought this is going in and it did. Uh, I didn't hang around for too long, I have to say, sadly. I, I left Wembley Stadium quite quickly after that, I'm afraid. 
Oh, right. Was you do uh, the in twenty fourteen as well when we did you down at the uh two one. Yes. Georgie Gomez Georgie Gomez and James Perch. Uh, with Stefan Jovetic responding. Uh yeah, you got through the quarter finals that year as well. But yeah, you are reminding me of all the right things. I've got a few written down when we beat you as well. Well we beat you five we beat you five nil that year in the League Cup as well, you know, to go through in the third round. Yeah, well, all I'm going to say is, uh, we're here tonight to talk about the FA Cup, not the League Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have to say, that day, you, we, I think we had a good spelling, we had a seven-minute spell in that game, and the rest, it, it was, you know, you absolutely deserved to win the FA Cup, there's absolutely no question. Uh, was not surprised, you'll probably remember, of course, it was the, the day that the news broke that we were going to sack uh, the great Roberto Mancini, so, you know, the whole atmosphere was strange, that whole day was odd. Um, certainly among City fans, we couldn't quite understand what, you know, why they would announce or let something like that be leaked on the day of the FA Cup final. And it showed in the players, there's absolutely no question. But take nothing away from you, you deserve that victory on your day. Uh, and uh, a fine header from a good corner from, from Ben Watson, and yeah, absolutely, deserve your victory. I think it might be different on Monday night though, what do you reckon Barry? Uh, well, shall I say, uh, we'll wait and see, this will be the first ever meeting in Wigan in the FA Cup between Wigan Athletic and Manchester City. Uh, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, we've met four times down the years previously, and each right. game has been decided by the odd goal. I mean, uh, our, our first meeting was back in 1971 when we lost 1-0, Colin Bell scored. Yes. Uh, we were in the, we were in the first division. I have to say, on that day, I don't know if you know this, but you got a standing ovation from the City fans yeah. for the performance you put in that day. So for a non-league side to come to a team that had just won the European Cup in Cup, the FA Cup in '69, the, the league championship in '68, uh, the, say, the European Cup in 1970, we were probably the best team in the country. You, a non-league side, came, and I remember we gave you a standing ovation that day, and well deserved. And it's like King Colin scored the single goal that saw us through, correct, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and then, then we, we met you again in 2006 and uh, a certain Andy Cole uh, popped one away and you beat yeah. us 1-0 then. Absolutely, that's yeah. a single goal, so you, you reckon it's going to be a single goal for you again on, on Monday night at the GW, you're going a single goal again. We'd be lucky if it's single figures and <laughs> <laughs> a single goal. Yeah, I think that's the way we're, we're looking at it at the wall. Before we get into that, just to find a little bit about yourself, Nige, yeah. and your, the knowledge of your history. I'm going to ask, going to ask you uh, some players' names. I'm going to, uh, there's a bit of a link in the, in the names here. I want, I want you to tell me which one, who you prefer. So, it's quite simple. I'll, I'll give you the, uh, the, the first one is, is quite simple. I'll explain what we're going, which way we're going. Yeah. Kevin Urlock or Kevin De Bruyne? David Silver. Tough one. Don't forget uh, Brightwell's. Uh, Brightwell's, Brightwell's parents were Olympians. The, Bright, the Brightwell, the son of two, two uh, 
two British athletes, of course, Anne Packer and Robbie Brightwell. Yeah. Uh, but it's got to be Mr. David Silver, who I think has graced the Premier League uh, and is probably going to be one of the best players ever to wear a sky blue shirt. Okay. Yeah. Now this one is is. Uh, Sort of from the same era, Richard Dunn or Micah Richards? Now that is a difficult question, and I'm going to go Richard Dunn. Ooh! Uh, Richard Dunn, in those sort of you know years where we weren't winning much, he won our Player of the Year something like four years on the trot, um, and gave us real solidity in the defence. But Micah's love Micah, but now I'm going Richard Dunn because I think he was. I think underestimated as a player, but not among City fans. I'll say we voted him our player of the year, I think, on four, four years on the trot, I think. I may not not got that quite right, but many years on the trot anyway. Richard Dunn. Right, OK. Uh, Dickov or Komarov? Oh, no question. No question. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, Paul Dickov, we've already mentioned Gillingham. Uh, and I, when my wife was stood next to me when that goal went in, and she said, I've never, ever seen you like that. I went completely, but I lost it, completely lost it when that goal went in. And Paul Dickoff is now a city legend as a result of it. So I think he's got to be Dickoff all day long. Yeah. Uh, Kolarov won stuff with City, but I think if you look at him in his last season at City and you look at the upgrade we've now got on our fullbacks, you can tell that, you know, he really wasn't, you know, quite up to Pep's standards and what Pep expects from his fullbacks. Um, you know, good servants, did a good job, won stuff, uh, but no, pulled it off all day long. Yeah, don't forget, you wouldn't have been in that cup final if it hadn't have, uh, sorry, playoff final, if it hadn't have been uh, for the uh, one and only Sean Gorter, who... Uh, uh, well, I was going to raise that, you're raising all the ones that you scored, but no, absolutely, Sean Gorter, came in off his hand, you're going to tell me next. Hospital. Well, he didn't come in, didn't go in off his hand, he punched it in the back of the net. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, seem to remember. We're talking So what I was going to say was Sean Gorter or Sean Ryder? Uh, Sean Gorter or Sean Wright Phillips? Um, well, Sean Ryder. Sorry. Sean Ryder. Oh, Sean Ryder. Yeah. Uh, I think Sean. I think I think Sean Gorter for the reasons I've just given. He's oh. the goat and he will score. All right. So you, you're not into the Happy Mondays then? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, and the last one, just for a bit of fun. Roberto Mancini or Henry Mancini? Or Mancini? <laughs> Roberto won us that title. Won us that title, that long awaited title of a yeah. magical day against QPR. Oh dear, that was just, uh, it just gives me goosebumps every time I think of it. And uh, wore his scarf with Scott style as well, didn't it? We all still wear our scarf the Mancini way. Uh, handsome chap with his sweat back grey hair. And listen, we won, we won the Premier League title with Roberto Mancini. We will be yeah. forever grateful. But the Pink Panther theme's an absolute classic. It, you, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> but I, given the choice, given the choice, I'm still going to go Roberto, I think. I, did, it, I have to think of had it for a split second. But <laughs> absolutely. 
Right, well looking at your answers though, Nige, even though you've been uh, a City fan for, for decades, it seems that you're, yeah. a, you're a modern man. You, 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 you know, your, your heart's lying with this current batch of players. Well, absolutely. This current batch of players, I don't think I've seen... I, I, that, that team of the late 60s and that FA Cup winning team, uh, that, well, I was a teenager at the time, you know, Dowd, Book, Pardo, Doyle, Booth, Oak, some of the... Young and Coleman, such as Connor, just rolls off the tongue because it's something ingrained in me. April the 26th, 1969, my first trip to Wembley. And as I, I gave you before, you know, the, the trophies they won in the three or four year period. And I don't think I've seen a team like that since. We've had some individual players who've been brilliant. But you think of the squad that they're now assembling. Um, you know, you, you, you talk about the goalkeeper, you know, Edison. Just, I think Edison should play in midfield. You know, we reckon. We reckon when, when we've won the title, when, when it's mathematically won, and I'm sorry, I know we're meant to be talking about the, the FA Cup, and I'm sure we'll come back to that. But when we've mathematically won the league, the, the league this year, I think we should try and register some of the women. I think we should get the kids playing, the 13, 14 year olds, and we should have Edison in midfield. And I think he'd do a fantastic job. They're holding, holding midfielder. Um, he's just awesome. You, you know, we've got Mendy, who we've not seen very much of, played three and a half games. Walker, I think, has been fantastic. And then you look at that midfield uh, with, with Silva, um, with, with Gundogan, uh, with, with KDB, and then Sterling's been a revelation, Aguero, Jesus, Sane. I mean, these names, these are just world-class players. And, and I think it's just such an exciting time. And the way we've been set up, I think, I think we're potentially going to be dominating for a few years. Well, they've never come up against Dan Byrne at centre-back, so uh, it could be a different... And, and they've got lucky because Sammy Morse is suspended. <laughs> <laughs> got, I think you've got, I think you've got six players out, guys. I think. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, we're getting the excuses in early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm helping you out here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've got, yeah. Hey, we're helping you out because we've done you twice, and so now we're playing you on a rugby pitch. Get a bit of a leveler. <laughs> well, you'll need something. So, what about Sammy Morsi then? You're, you're happy that he's got suspended? He's got his ten no, no. Night, I think, he? no, absolutely not. I, I mean, we're, we're going to talk about our performance last night in a minute and like I said when you first come on you know if we play like that it's going to be it's going to be double figures isn't it I mean I, I remember going to the Etihad another five players out haven't we just as well so it's like it, it's not it, it, it's not looking good is it with, with that and what sort of side is he going to put out there I mean clearly you know, he wants to win every competition doesn't he Pat? so I can't imagine him making many changes we've obviously won the other night against uh, Basel is it Basel or Basel? I don't know who cares. Uh, four nil there um, with a pretty much a full strength squad. He might make a few tweaks, but I don't think he's going to make many changes. I think he's going to be pretty full strength with me for Monday night. You're definitely struggling this season, aren't you, in league and cup form? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's which, yeah, exactly. It's not easy. Has it got boring yet? <laughs> no, it hasn't. People ask me that. You know, has it got boring? Absolutely not. It's absolutely a joy and a pleasure to watch. And you know. No, absolutely. But with your new owners coming in, you're, you're going to have a bit of cash, aren't you? You're, you're going to be able to splash out a bit, aren't you, when all this goes through and gets ratified? Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're the Manchester City of League One, apparently. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we're you're, you're going to get promoted, <laughs> and that was no doubt. I'm absolutely sure you get promoted. In the Championship, cash injection, billionaire owners... Fish bosh, sorted. Uh, and, and as well, we'll be in, uh, remember, we'll be in the uh, Europa League automatic qualification for winning the FA Cup as well. Oh, 
course, yeah. Sorry, of course. <laughs> Nigel, we do, we do a thing on our podcast um, called Ticks Predicts each week. Um, and we all oh, predict... Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Ticks Predicts. It's where we predict right. the scores, you know, a bit of a league. But cup competitions, we don't, we don't get them going. So, as our guest this week, we'd like to know what score you think it'll be on uh, Monday night. Bearing in mind, we don't take defeats... So, uh, with that so said... It's going to be a Wigan win then, is it? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, no. Whatever you, whatever you feel the outcome. Alright, well I think, you know, two answers. And I think, I think you might nick a goal, so I'm going 4-1. But if it's going to be a Wigan win, why not go 1-0 again? Let's go back to what we started at the start of the, the conversation we had. And 1-0 uh, and and Wigan then. If you, if you need a Wigan win, it's going to be a, maybe from a corner. Who knows? Do you think if, um, what, what do you think the uh, outcome would be if we did win? Would it just be brushed from the carpet and go for the treble? Or would there oh, be a big inquest? I think people see it as a huge upset. I mean, the fact you've, you've knocked out, uh, you know, a couple of, you've knocked out two Premier League sides. Yes. I mean, I've been so far away to, to this round. Uh, and, and in fact, I think you're a favourite against them as well. So, you know, you're, you're no mugs and you're having a good season and you've got games in hand in, in League One. Uh, and as I say, I think you're absolutely shooing for, for promotion. So I still think it will be a shock if you do win. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but I don't think it'll be brushed under the carpet at all. Um, City have, you know, have gone away in the Champions League away at 1 4 0. They've brushed Premier League sides away, you know, 4 5 6. So I think to lose to Wigan will be it's away on a rugby pitch with you guys behind the side, then it's still going to be a bit of a shock, isn't it? Can, and can I, certainly not just be brushed under the carpet. Uh, Nigel, um, Adam here, by the way. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Adam. 10-15 um, years ago, I always thought City fans were kind of eternal pessimists. Um, quite clearly from this, this phone call, you, you're so positive about anything. Do you still find anywhere in the ranks at Man City that there is still that sort of pessimistic nature about anything, or is it? Is it? Have they all got the same sort of positive attitude about everything that you have? It, it's, a, it's a great question, and I think I think it is changing. You know, we we say typical City, don't we? Is, is what people tend to refer to in those situations. And I think what is happening is it is changing. Even those rather pessimistic, negative City fans who might say, well, we haven't won the league yet, anything could happen, it's still mathematically impossible that we could be caught. I think they are recognising, with Pep as the manager, uh, with the owners, and it's not just about what's going on on the pitch, it's behind the scenes, it's the women's team, it's the academy, it's the investment in the east side of Manchester, and the employment of local people, you know, there is so much going in, it's not kind of a here today, gone tomorrow, oh, that he's just thrown some money at it, it's a real investment in, I hate the word, but in the brand, as they would call it. And I think City fans now realise that, and you just see the football we're playing, it's not just that stuff going on, going on off the pitch. People recognise the fantastic revolution that's going on and some of the players that we're seeing in the style of football. People said, you remember, oh, it won't work for Pep, this, you know, tip tappy stuff in the Premier League won't work. And he was a fraud last season because he finished fourth. But we've talked about Zabaleta and Kolarov and... You know, they weren't quite up to the mark for the sort of, they were, you know, beyond their years. I mean, Zabba's a city legend, loved Zabba, but he wasn't quite up to the standard of the, the people that he's brought in. And so, to answer your question 
directly. I think the City fans who are maybe on the negative side are definitely changing and moving and recognising this is a very special time in our history. But the reason that I asked that question, I was just wondering if there was the odd pessimist who could possibly give us a win on uh, Monday night and, and, and think that it's just, uh, we are your bogey team. And by the way as well, we're going to have never lost uh, a fifth round FA Cup tie. Never. Yeah, the words, but... straws and clutching spring to mind. <laughs> <laughs> you, hang on, you hang on to that for as long but, as you can. But quite yeah, clearly we're very if, I find, if I find one, I'll send them your way. Well, hang, hang, hang on as long as you can. <laughs> Which will be about, what, five days? <laughs> I, I found it interesting you say Zabaleta's um, a city legend. He's a bit of a legend at, uh, <laughs> at our place as well for his performance in the FA Cup final. Yeah. And his performance well, in a West Ham shirt. That, that day was not a great day and you know, he had an early bath and, and we understand all of that. But no, Zabba would run his heart out of the city and we say he sort of, if he bled it would be sky blue blood that would come out. You know, he ran his heart out and again we won, we won everything we did. We won two league titles, FA Cups, League Cups, Community Shields, with Zabba as a key player within that side. So last season it was sad to see he lost a few yards of pace. He wasn't quite the player he was. Um, but no, we, we love Zappa and I'll have not a, a, a bad word said of that. Nor will you, I guess. You guys, you probably you love him as well. Oh, he's great. Oh, great player. Great. We love him. Yeah, and uh, uh, Joe Hurst as well. <laughs> Joe yeah. well indeed. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? But well, he, play, he played for... Situation, but uh, I, listen, having seen Edison now, Bravo is a bit of a, a strange signing and we, we can't stop anything. But now we've got Edison... Uh, I think, you know, as I say, he's just a wonderful footballer and a great shot stopper as well. So, uh, yeah, Edison's a superstar. Yeah, well... A team I'll, of superstars, gentlemen. It's a bit like your team, really. <laughs> I was going to mention, though, that both Joe Wyatt and uh, Zabaleta played for West Ham this season when we beat them in the Cup. Yeah, of course. Bit yeah, of deja vu, though. Yeah, one of your Premier League scouts, absolutely. Yeah, one of the uh, five we're going to get this year. What's your route to this round been, Nigel? Just for the. What, uh, what, sorry? What's your route to this round being? Because I'll be honest, I've only seen you play against Cardiff. And that was it. So, uh, did you play round three? Burnley. Uh, I can't, isn't it? So, that Cardiff. Burnley. You were losing at half time, weren't you? <laughs> 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 well, they, 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 tried to, uh, they tried to kill us, didn't they? From this kind of the, you know, the neck down. Uh, most challenges. It really was uh, <clears throat> horrendous, some of the challenges that were going in. Uh, so in terms of we 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 beat Cardiff two nil. We beat yeah, we that's right, we beat Burnley four one, didn't we? Right. I I was being genuine and seeing you yeah. you play. So you get stern. I did my research. Yeah, we but we uh, because we're a Premier League side, we have to play less games than you to get here. As you yeah. understand, you've, done, you've been in since since uh, July or something. Haven't you? You've had to play. Whoa! Whoa. Well, we played Crawley. That's a well-known yeah, yeah. southern side. AFC Files, who were not actually on the foul course, they were a little bit further inland. Uh, then we played Bournemouth. AFC Bournemouth. Twice. Twice, yeah. And then West Ham United. So... You're, you're two Premier League scouts. No, listen, listen. It, it, it's really exciting for you guys to, 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 to you know, have a situation where you're going to play three Premier League sides. It's a shame it's going to come to a halt on Monday night, Ooh. of course, but you know, you're going to play three Premier League sides in, in your cup run. And, and, and uh, you'll go off and concentrate now on, on the league after Monday, won't you? That's, that's, you, that's your priority. Are you coming down to the? Uh, are you coming down to the DW on Monday night? I'm not, I'm afraid. No, I've got, I've got my ticket for Wembley though, of course, uh, a week later. So uh, ah, yeah. 
It's live on BBC One, so I shall be watching it on the telly, obviously. There are and other channels available. Wednesday the following week for our first final of the season. Excellent. Excellent. Right, well, it's been very, very uh, interesting talking to you, Nige, and you've given us uh, some insight there into, um, into City. That we didn't already know. <laughs> I think I think everybody in the world knows all about City and, and the threat that the you know that they pose. Um, and I wish you the best of luck for the rest of the season because uh, I think after Monday night, you know, you, you might be on a bit of a a bit of a downer. <laughs> well, we'll wait and see. Listen, in all seriousness, guys, I wish you lots of luck for the rest of the season as well after Monday. I genuinely hope you get promoted and, and back in the back in the Premier League quickly because that's where you belong. And we look forward to seeing you. Let's get plenty of Northwest clubs back in the Premier League and get, the, get rid of these London bastards. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Right. Cheers, Nigel, and uh, thank you very much. All right. Talk to you soon. All the best. Cheers. Very knowledgeable chap, Bert, Nigel. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, very passionate. Very positive. For a City fan, yeah. Very positive. <laughs> anyway, it was. Uh, Not a lot to not be positive about yeah. at the moment, isn't it? <laughs> I think we've uh, got a bit of an insight there into uh, City, like we didn't have one before, and... It, it, is, it is Valentine's Day, he seems to really love Edison, doesn't he? It's a romance there. Yeah, yeah, he wants him playing in midfield. Well, what's, what are they going to do with De Bruyne if Edison's playing in midfield? Probably stick him in there, he'll be as good there as he has outfield, he's something else, that kid. Yeah. But not when he comes up against Max Power. I wonder how Pep will go when he comes to Wigan and, and uh, you know, thinking back to 2005 and when he could have been signing on the dotted line. I think he'll walk out and go, I could have played here. Yeah. Thank God. This could have been me. <laughs> he went to Halla Halla instead, didn't he? I'm so sure it was warmer there than there. it will be in uh, DW. Is that where Alabs is? I think it is, yeah. I think so there's a link. Yeah, well, there we go. Probably yeah. couldn't understand what Paul Jewell was saying, could he? <laughs> 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 is this, I didn't know he had a foreign manager. <laughs> Right, go on, we'll start with Gareth. What sort of form are City in? Do we have to come Are you honestly going to ask me that question? Oh, it's well, tough for them, isn't it? Just a little bit of form. Yeah. This week, we played in the Premier League against Leicester City and smashed them 5-1. Last <laughs> night, they played Basel in the FA, sorry, in the Champions League and smashed them 4-0. Alternatively, Wigan... Have lost three one at South End, two <laughs> 0 at home to Blackpool, who are nineteenth, who were nineteenth in League One. So there's your form update. Mm. Sorry, it's okay, it's okay. And uh, Aguero's banging the goal, goals in as well. Yes. at the moment. So. So did he score four against? Uh, yep, Leicester. Leicester and Leicester. they were good goals as well. Exactly his fault. It'll be. Um, Dan Byrne will have Aguero in his back pocket. Kittens. Yeah. <laughs> I bet they've been. <laughs> the City Scouts will have been watching our last two games, won't they? Um, to see how we're going to play. Do you reckon it's a bit of cloak and dagger? Cook said go out, you know, with two games in hand on some clubs, one game in hand on other clubs. Let's go out, let's think, make them think we're crap, and then we'll have them. We'll have the pants down. That's the way I'm looking at these last two results now. The only way to look at it is is to do the um, the what's it, the old Satan Greasy. It's a funny old game. I just hope it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it will be. Or the bomb book can go out of the window sometimes. Yeah. You never know. Oh yeah. I don't, the, uh, Nigel was saying that he didn't think uh, they'd have much of a 
a change it, or perhaps just a tweak would you agree with that I just think they will change no. they're going to cut final on the Sunday aren't they after they it they have but if you look at where Pep Guardiola's approached every single game this season he values he wants to win everything his mentality is everything is our priority we want to win every single trophy that we're playing and they, I don't believe they've ever made wholesale changes I think every time I've looked even when they were playing Burnley at home in the FA Cup in the first the first game that they played in the competition De Bruyne were playing David Silva was playing Sergio Aguero was playing Vincent Company. so I don't think that we'll see many changes yeah. and, at all and the thing is as well it's not really that noticeable is it when they make they probably every game make three or four changes but we don't really notice it because of the quality of player good. that's yeah. coming in um, the, the last game against Cardiff they didn't actually start with a striker Aguero didn't didn't start the game. Um, they, they kind of just kept rotating. That if they do that against us, God, I don't know why we're going to call, call, call it that <laughs> because because <laughs> that that will really confuse us. Because in this division, you have two big men, don't you, up front usually or something, and basically they'll have all these these midfield players running around interchanging. It's going to be very. It'll be confusing for me watching it. I, I think it'll, it'll be good, a good comedic value. Well, in fairness, it's nothing we, as we have haven't seen before, no. because under Martinez, it's yeah. exactly how we... I, re- I remember going to the Etihad, and I think I think it finished four, it might have finished 3-0 to them, and it was not long after the money came in, and it was Silva and Aguero absolutely just running... I was with you that day. Yeah. Don't go to the left-hand side. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Gail Cleese, yeah. yeah. Absolutely yeah. running rings round us. It could have been seven Early or eight. season, wasn't it? it was oh, it could have been yeah, seven or eight by half time. Mancini there, that wasn't it? Was oh, brilliant. Boyce had a bad day that day. He got ripped apart, didn't he? Yeah, so not there, he didn't really have a bad day. He just got sort of lesson. Given we've got a takeover going through, and we've got a rough idea of how much... Mr. Whelan selling lock, stock and wig and athletic barrel for are they going to field any players that cost less than that? <laughs> I thought this Sane was injured did he not get injured against Cardiff? Yeah he's back last night Oh was it? <laughs> that, that Phil Foden is it Foden? Yeah, oh, yeah. He, might get, he might get a game he's coming through the academy aren't he? Yeah. Yeah, so he might be the only was one, the only one, one who has international? Yeah. Yeah. He, looked nice. he looked tidy to me when I've seen him he looks a, he looks a decent player coming through <coughs> I'm hoping that, I mean, we've sold 17,000 tickets plus I'm hoping that we're going to be over 20 yeah. please be over 20 yeah. the public should get well, behind this we've got the, possibly the best team in the world like Adam says probably the best English club in history yeah, well, it only, be, only time will tell, but I, they're going to have, a, I would say, the best season in yeah, history, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're an history-making side, aren't they? Yeah. And they're playing fantastic. I mean, when we used to drool over Barcelona, like, five, six years ago, that's the sort of football yeah. we're playing now. But we've got a chance to see that in our own backyard. I mean, why would you not want to come and watch enjoy it? Enjoy it, haven't you? Well, some of us have to work, sorry. Drink it in. Drink it in. Right, let's do some uh, some predictions, and uh, we'll start off with uh, we'll start off with Gareth. Well, <laughs> what do I think will happen? I'm not really sure. What I hope will happen? One nil winning. Fantastic, Paul. Well, we've seen it before, haven't we? And you know, you can't you can't argue what Gareth said. We clearly we've been holding back, and we're going to go at them on on Monday night. I'll join Gareth with a 1-0 win. No? I do. 
think the way get, the way they're going to set up in this game, I think they're just going to be. Fortunately, I'm just just perceiving lots and lots of goals. So I think three 0 Wigan. <laughs> Hello, we're back in the real world. Um, <laughs> it's not counting this. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this is this part of the no, mix? No, no. Okay. Um, <coughs> it's a golden ticket. If we, if we get it right, you just win it. <coughs> okay. It's a golden ticket. Is that the rule? If we if we win, everyone gets three points. Right. Okay. <laughs> so if this was part of the ticks predicts competition, it would be six nil city that I'm predicting. <laughs> but seeing as we might as well be positive, seeing as it actually doesn't mean anything, I will go one nil Wigan. Chicago. Yeah. Well. As soon as every cup game we've played has been settled by the odd goal, we've got a bit of a hoodoo over them at the moment. But they are, they are a free-scoring team, aren't they? But I mean, last out of the from the Blackpool game, Chris Walton's save in the second half from that oh. point-blank header was absolutely brilliant. And if you can pull off eight of those <laughs> on Monday night. That's the point. We'll get to see if our keepers any good. I'm going to go for. <laughs> we'll go for the first of worry. A one nil Latix win with an Ederson. Do you get it? Yeah. yeah, like yeah. Little... Simon Wall. Right, I've got a few odds here, and um, <laughs> as you can probably guess, they're going to favour our visitors. So we're twenty to one to win. The draw thirteen to two, and City a six to one on to beat us at the DW. Correct scores. Now we'll go through a few of these because there's quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with City. So City one nil eight to one two nil eleven to two two one nine to one three three nil six to one. So quite short odds for quite good results. At one that Adam said six nil City, only twenty eight to one, um, and you can get one hundred and fifty to one. On eight nil city. Do you know what? That's not a bad shout, is it? That's what I was going for. Yeah. In, in the real world, we're, I think we're going to win one nil <laughs> with a Edda. Fifty to one. Watson. <laughs> Watson. <laughs> Fifty to one for a one nil Wigan win. Um, one hundred twenty-five to one for a two nil win. Two one fifty to one. Three one one hundred fifty to one. 3-2, to 1, and Ladbrokes haven't actually covered a 3-0 Wigan. Oh. Uh, the draws, 0-0, 22-1, 1-0, 14-1, 2-2, 28-1, and 4-0, 1, 100-1. Um, <clears throat> Wigan to win from behind. Pardon? <laughs> it's Valentine's Day after all. 80-1. City to win from behind are 8-1. And I can see the gulf between the two clubs here in this one. To win the FA Cup, we are 150 to one. Manchester City are two to one favourites. Mm. We're 750 to one at the start of the competition, though. So, yeah. to be fair, though, we should have put a better one at the beginning. There is only Coventry and Rochdale below us in the league. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's just say if you if you rip the list of that day, if you really fancy Wigan to win the cup. Get your money on that, yeah. Because yeah. you're not going to get that price after this round. No, no, you're definitely <laughs> not. You're definitely not going to get that price after this round. Get whatever price you want yeah. after this round because yeah. yeah. it won't be in it. Gamble responsible. Well, Mr. Uh, Henry Cheng 
and Dr. Stanley was supposed to be coming in this evening, but they've not turned up. Uh, they're going to talk about the takeover deal with us. Uh, maybe they couldn't find Beach Hill Brookside, I'm not so sure. But uh, unfortunately, we can't talk to them. So we're going to have to knock it on the head now. And I think there's only one tune we can finish with this evening, and it's got to be we beat Man City with a Watson goal. So, on that note, it's a good night from me. Up the tits. Maloney takes, and it's in! It's Ben Watson! It's Ben Watson for Wigan Athletic! They've surely won the FA Cup! For Dave Whelan, for Roberto Martinez! You just cannot write strips like this. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. We built this city on rock and